0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Appledore Research Podcast. My name is Robert Curran, Consulting Analyst with Appledore. As ever, we're here to share insights on the transformation of telecom in the era of cloud, network automation, and AI. If you enjoy today's podcast, make sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now enjoy the show. Joining me today on the podcast is John Abraham. John's the newest recruit to the Appledore team. But he's no stranger to telecom software. John's been in the telecom business for almost 20 years and joins Appledore from a decade at, well, let's just say another highly respected analyst firm. John's an acknowledged expert in critical aspects of how telcos turn network infrastructure into real money, which is, after all, the whole point. So, John, welcome.
1: Thank you, uh, Robert. It's terrific to be part of this elite crew uh, of a uh, senior analyst and uh, really happy to be on board with you and the rest of the team.
0: That's that's excellent. We're happy to have you, John. So uh, you've arrived at Apple Door, uh, feet under the table, uh, and you're now heading up research on a module called Digital Enablement and Monetization. In the old days, we had a thing called called BSS. What was, what was wrong with that? Is that still a useful term or what's changed?
1: <laughs> so B- BSS is still very relevant. You know, uh, I think it's fair to say it's, it's seen multiple attempts uh, to rename what BSS stood for. Uh, but time and again, you know, uh, I think the industry collapsed back to using BSS as a phrase to uh, describe all the different functions that are above the network uh, and the OSS systems. Um so uh so the, the digital enablement the crux of it is the systems and the capabilities that allow or transform the operator from just a service provider to uh, a uh, to more of a platform enabler uh, you know and a business enabler uh so that's a quite a paradigm shift in how operators function and also it changes the business and revenue models. Now, it's it's not something that's short term, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's quite long term. But what we see right now are, are the leading operators, uh, you know, putting in place the building blocks for becoming the telco of the future. And that's where the digital enablement program hopes to try and fit in by, you know, providing insights into what does that take? What does it take to get from where they are today to, uh, you know, to become the future telco? Uh, And it's not just for telecom operators that we cater to, you know, obviously, as you know, Robert, uh, because we also have a very large and thriving vendor community who serves, uh, you know, many of whom serve exclusively to the telecom industry and many others who are coming in from other industry verticals with their wares. Uh, you know, to fit into specific type of needs that the telcos have. So, yeah, so broadly, uh, a a big answer to your question, uh, you know, uh, it's fair to say that the digital enablement will be the uh, BSS of the future, uh, but I really don't know if that phrase BSS is going away anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think we, you know, we've seen the same challenges and, and transition on the we former OSS side of the house. Um, and, you know, looking back, you know, about 18 months or so uh, at Appledore we kind of, we kind of put OSS in the category of, you know, as a term of you know the status quo and really tried to redefine the market space as we saw it evolving. Uh, and so, you know, we, we switched from, from OSS and some of the conventional, you know, fulfill a short bill kind of, language there to to one based on network automation which reflected mm. better where we saw, you know, new new money, new ideas and and more of that transition. And and I think that was very that was very positively received. So we're you know very interested in seeing you know how that uh how that plays out on the on the you know in the BSS community because they always formed a kind of natural pairing. So so what you're saying is is very, very interesting. Again different context uh, but interesting to see how things are, are changing. I do just want to ask you a little bit about uh, something you mentioned there uh, on 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 the digital enablement side and monetization. You kind of alluded to really the idea that, if I'm not paraphrasing incorrectly, that telcos themselves maybe are changing their position, uh, their participation in, as it were, the kind of supply chain that, that previously we've tended to think about. Telcos is kind of owning the customer and, and you know and being at the end of the of the chain and, and that kind of thing. It sounds like what you're saying is that maybe that's changing a bit and and telcos are a bit more open to the idea that they might just be you know part of someone else's supply chain. Does that also sort of feature in your perspective and in your research?
1: Yeah, it's 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 an absolutely important trend I would say uh, and and partly um it's become such a big topic of conversation because of 5G. Uh, I think um, we all know, you know, there has been a big hunt uh, for the killer use case that 5G will enable. And, and we are no further than where we started in terms of identifying a single killer app for 5G. Uh, but I believe, as to many others, that it's actually going to be an enabler of different types of new opportunities, especially for the enterprise. Uh, there is very li- limited opportunity for telcos to expand their uh revenue from the consumer side of the business just on the back of 5G. But the enterprise presents an altogether different level of opportunity. Um, And for that to happen, there has to be a a greater partnership-centered approach. Uh, This is not going to work out if telcos want to take complete control over the entire offerings for the enterprise. They just don't have uh, the 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 capacity to do that, you know, and also the right kind of tools to make that offering or such an offering attractive to prospective enterprise customers. So partnership is going to be the name of the game, uh, and you know you can imagine uh, fancy B two B two exchange backed up by telco um, capabilities underneath. So. So I think the best bet here would be for telcos to not just participate in a value chain that goes far beyond connectivity, you know, by plugging into their partner offerings, but also be an enabler of such opportunities. Uh, You know, if you actually look across the enterprise today, be it SMEs or even large enterprises, all of them, without exception, need to have a connectivity layer that goes without saying. So the key question then becomes, you know, are these folks willing to add on to that base connectivity layer with additional value-added services that the telcos might be able to source and provide as a single-window offering? Uh, It it, it makes a very attractive proposition, but uh, right now I think we are still in the very early stages of seeing that happen. For one, you know, uh, 5G standalone, it's still being deployed. We are still some time away from seeing widespread Standalone deployment, and I fully expect uh, this particular narrative to shift. You know, once we have more widespread deployment, and the second is uh, telcos are still in the early days of putting in place their infrastructure that would allow them to, uh, you know, address uh, such opportunities. Right now, it's quite um, uh, a disorienting process and a lot of manual interventions required, which leads to uh, a generally poor customer experience for the enterprises, you know, and and not to forget, you know, the long lead time that it usually takes. Uh, So so the entire concept to cash workflow is ripe for disruption. uh, And we expect that, I fully expect that to happen over the next um, 12 to 18 months. So, so this is going to be quite an interesting segment to keep an eye out for, I think, Robert.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It it sounds it does sound very, you know, very very interesting, uh, particularly given some of those contextual changes. Um, in thinking about your own research, again, something that, that occurs to me is that um, it, it sounds, you know, as as relevant and as you know important for um, the other participants in this value chain. Uh, as as it is to, to telcos. Um, in other words, you know those enterprises, those you know solution developers, integration companies who who are trying to construct different uh, different uh, you know solutions and, and, and new opportunities. Yeah. Um, they have demands and interests, you know, that they want to be able to place on the telecom industry as a whole. Uh, and so, the kind of research that you're doing in areas you're digging into would be very relevant for that group, every bit as much as for for telcos themselves. Is that would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, right now uh, what we see is we, we do actually work with uh, a number of telcos and also the vendor partners, uh, you know, for. To help them try and identify how they should package the solution and also the go-to-market aspects of it, I think it's fair to say that uh, there has been a general paradigm shift in how some of the um, solutions, you know, the software telecom-focused software solutions, are defined and procured. Uh, and the main reason is that we are shifting from a more traditional um, on-prem model to one that has got some cloud component in it either it's a fully saas based delivery model which which is becoming quite popular these days or it has got some parts of it actually deployed on the cloud in you know, something like a hybrid model so so that's actually changing how some of these solutions are defined designed and procured uh, and and not to uh, add you know there are also uh, complexities to be resolved around pricing models uh, around return on investment Uh, on how to define the team structure, the process flows, because what happens is, uh, you know, most of the traditional teams were designed or established around the traditional processes. But when you move or oh, when you acquire new systems that are fully based on the cloud, all of those processes become redundant, you know, so you actually need to redefine how some of these um, the process flows function, you need to maybe establish different types of team structures and so on. So there is so much more than meets the eye, which has an impact on the entire value chain, Yeah, you know. Uh, and and, and yeah. on top of that, whatever I said earlier about how trying to decide how to take it to the market, you know, from a telco perspective, telcos need help cracking that too. You know, so that's also something that we have both our eyes uh, fixated yeah. on, in yeah, both from right. a vendor perspective and also from uh, also from a yeah. business uh, perspective.
0: Yeah, that 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 brings me to another area that I did want to just quiz you on a little bit, John. You know, the the vendor landscape certainly when the when the world was dominated by when the bss world was dominated by billing um you know the the that that vendor landscape i think was dominated by the, by the big billing companies oh. um and i'm kind of interested in in i mean feel free to to name names but uh, you know how is that changing and and you know what are you seeing as you know examples of companies doing something new in this uh, in this area who are the newer Newer names are coming through. And, and, you know, the established guys are still very much there. Uh, totally understand, you know, they're evolving their their strategies as well. But how is that, broadly speaking, how is that vendor landscape uh, expanding uh, with, you know, with new players? You know, something new to offer to the market you mentioned, you know, uh, as a service offerings and totally cloud based. Are there any kind of examples of companies you could mention there who are who are kind of coming into this space that we wouldn't have heard of that wouldn't even possible you know, 10 years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so uh, we do have a lot of consolidation happening in, in, in this industry. That's, a, that's the first point to know, you know. Uh, yes, we do have some of the larger vendors who have been around for a considerable amount of time still continuing to hold their fort strongly, you know, be it the Amdocs, uh, amdocs of the world or the Netcracker, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, Nokia, Ericsson, Huawei, Oracle, or even CSG. Uh, you know, they they continue to be around. They have, over the period of time, uh, acquired multiple large companies, uh, I would say not large, maybe small to medium-sized companies, you know, especially focused on specific types of uh, specific parts of their portfolio. Um, and, and all of that actually helped them to grow. Uh, but over the last decade, especially, we have also seen the emergence of companies like Salesforce and ServiceNow, you know, which are predominantly cloud-based, which have also changed the market in a big way. Uh, I mean, a decade ago, it would have been impossible to believe that there would be uh, 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 as large a vendor as Salesforce, you know, that is purely a SaaS player. But that's where we are today. Uh, You know, uh, they are the dominant vendor in the customer engagement space. Um, and they literally came out of nowhere in a span of roughly a decade or so. Uh, So that has certainly changed uh, how the, you know, going back to what I said earlier, how uh, uh, the market is evolving, how solutions are designed and defined and even procured. Uh, And we are yet to see the end of that story, I think. You know, on one side, we have more and more of these uh, larger vendors actually getting onto the SAS bandwagon, and, and that's quite an important shift. And at the same time, on the telco front, we are also seeing telcos run into different types of uh, challenges, you know, in, in embracing SaaS with full uh, with both hands. And, and one by one, I think over a period of time, they will also overcome those challenges. I mean, a classic example is a concern about ballooning the size of the OPEX budget. Uh, because telcos generally spoke about in the past, always spoke about their CAPEX budgets and always focused on trying to limit their OPEX expenditures. But SaaS actually turns the table the other way. You know, it reduces your CAPEX at the expense of increasing your OPEX. So that's that's yeah. a concern that, again, you know, uh, just an example of a uh, concern that telcos need sure. to work their way through. So I think um, we are still in the early days of seeing uh, a lot more vendors. You know, one one anecdote I had was that at last year's Copenhagen event, um, DTW event, I was surprised at the number of small vendors who had launched into the BSS space. Uh, And that's quite exciting because it just shows the new opportunity that is emerging within that segment because this was not the way it used to be, (laughs) Uh, you know, if you go back two, three years ago. So I think it's it's a exciting time to be in this particular segment. There is a lot of new opportunities and there is also a lot of um, innovations, you know I know it's a abuse much abuse word, but there's a lot of new possibilities that are coming out of software uh innovations you know so so it's going to be a really good time to be here
0: yeah excellent excellent john it's it's good that we've got someone experienced uh you know from an analyst point of view who can who can put those innovations into context um you know, having seen uh you know what's my what thing's have been developing for the last for 10, 15 years um you know it's uh seeing how things are changing not just how they are now but how they're changing is uh, is pretty key so we appreciate you uh you know having the expertise to to share that with uh with subscribers and, and readers um you, you mentioned you know you you went there I, I was trying not to but you went there you, you talked about events uh Copenhagen DTW so we can't uh, we can't finish this podcast without uh addressing the elephant in the room which is which is my World Congress uh mm-hmm. i know you're a veteran i hope you're a fan um is that is that something you look looking forward to this year
1: absolutely uh you know i I think um covid made all of us really appreciate the face to conversation so much more. Um, you know, so, so I, I just feel there's going to be an extra spring in our steps this year at MWC. I know this is not the first year, uh, post COVID, you know, we had a, uh, we had one last year, but, uh, I, I feel this one is going to be even better, uh, because <laughs> all of us really appreciate, uh, just, just getting back together in a room, meeting people face to face and so on. Um, And it's also a great melting pot, you know, as one of the largest telco focus events, it's been always been a melting pot of good ideas and people, uh, you know, focus specifically on the telco industry. And and I think this year, it'll it'll be even better, you know, given that we have lost some precious time to COVID. So yeah, really looking forward to meet uh, vendors, you know, I'm already in the process of Trying to fill up my um, calendar now uh, and uh, have quite a few meetings scheduled, a uh, few, few others planned. So, yeah, really looking forward to meeting quite a few of the operator and window community at, the, uh, at Barcelona.
0: That's that's great. I I know your time is going to be significantly in demand uh, uh, for Barcelona. You'll have a busy a busy busy week, and it'll be a good event. Good event, I'm sure. John, if okay. if uh, if people want to find out more about your research module, I mean, where should they go for some more information? Well,
1: uh, I welcome them to check out the Apple website. We we actually have a, a research tab where we actually have laid out. Uh, what we do, um, and uh, hopefully, you know, over the coming weeks, uh, we'll also have more content uh, appearing there. So that'll also provide an indication of what we're going to do. And I also think it'll be a good time to go and check out the Apple Dole, um website. We have added, you know, not just me; we have had a couple of other additions to the team. So it'll be great to, great to understand, uh, yeah. you know, the, the growing team.
0: <laughs> okay, fantastic, fantastic. research dot com. That's terrific. John, uh, I don't want to keep you. I know you've got busy scheduling to do. Thanks so much for your time today, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in in Barcelona very soon. Thanks, John. Thank you, Robert. appreciate your time. You have been listening to the Appledore Research Podcast. Join us next time for more insights and conversation on the transformation of telecom.